Hello, this is Tony Blazer, back with another video for the Motocross Vault presented by Blinzall. I want to thank Blinzall for coming on board to sponsor everything I do here at the Motocross Vault. Their support is very much appreciated. If you would like to pick up some high-quality racing oil, we are also offering a discount code now. The discount code is VAULT20. That's V-A-U-L-T-20. If you put that in at the checkout at Blinzall.com, you'll get a 20% discount on your next oil purchase. Blinzall has been providing uh, racers with high-quality racing oil since the late 50s. They have solutions for two-stroke and four, although as a huge fan of two-strokes, I would definitely recommend trying out their sweet-smelling castor oil. Definitely can't go wrong with castor. I love it. Always ran it in my two-strokes. So again, Vault 20 at checkout at Blinzall.com. All right, so what this video is going to cover is one of the most iconic off-road machines of the 1980s, Honda's ATC350X. Originally introduced in 1985, the 350X was the big brother to the 200X, which Honda introduced in 1983. The 200X had used a basically a modified version of a XR200 motor with a full uh, manual transmission, uh, manual clutch, full suspension. It was a really high-performance ATV for its time, really the only high-performance four-stroke ATV on the market, really, in 1983. really broke new ground in that realm. It proved a huge, huge hit for Honda because uh, prior to this, if you wanted to race an ATC, which I'm not sure why people did, but they did, they were taking like utility bikes like the 185S, throwing suspension on it, changing the frame, putting like a power roll up, upgrade kit in it, basically turning it into this fire-breathing little three-wheeler and erasing them. So Honda saw there was a market there for it, and after introducing the uh, 250R two-stroke high-performance three-wheeler in 1981, a couple years later they'd come out with this four-stroke version. Now, the stock 200X was no rocket. It was obviously, as I said, it's an XR motor. By most any standards, that's very <laughs> not very high performance. But in the ATV world, it was certainly way more peppy than you would have seen in most machines. Things like the manual clutch certainly made it uh, more fun to ride. It was a great little trail bike. Stock, it wasn't much of a racer. Again, if you wanted to race it like in an ATV motocross, you're going to need to upgrade the suspension, the motor, and spend a lot of money. You could easily double the cost of your ATC. Seeing this was a uh, very lucrative market, Honda in 1985 introduced their own version, the 350X, which nearly doubled the displacement of the 200X, added much more, well, I don't know if it's so much more sophisticated, certainly longer-legged suspension. Uh, basically, not quite as high performance as the 250R, somewhere in between, though. Uh, it was certainly a bike with a lot of demand. People loved it, very, very highly acclaimed. Unfortunately, it only was produced those two years in 85 and 86 because uh, there was the coming apocalypse of the ban of three-wheelers plus the transition to four-wheelers. So this was really the height of the ATC craze in 85, 86, and that uh, the 350X was right riding that wave. Uh, certainly a cool machine, a machine my brother had. Um, he still has it, actually. His, uh, his daughter, my niece, races one now, actually, Sam Flack. Uh, if you're looking for a cool uh, girl to follow on Instagram, make sure you check her out. Uh, her Her... ATC has been, you know, mildly modified. It wasn't really ever designed to be a motocross machine. It was more of a trail bike to begin with, but a lot of people still raced them. Really cool machine. So this video is going to cover uh, the ins and outs of those two years, the 85 and 86 ATC uh, 350X. So I hope you enjoy it. When designing the all-new ATC 350X, Honda took a clean sheet approach. The motor was all-new and featured an overhead cam and four-valve per cylinder design. While this was more sophisticated than what was found on the two-valve 200X, it was not the same radial four-valve combustion chamber design that was employed on Honda's XR line of machines. The motor displaced 350 cc's and featured an 81mm by 68mm bore and stroke. The compression ratio was set at a very mild by modern standards 8.5 to 1. Ignition duties were handled by a maintenance-free solid-state CD. As with the 200X and ATC 250R, the 350X featured a manual clutch and a six-speed manual transmission. Starting was handled by uh, primary kickstarting, 
It had a forward-facing Kickstarter with an automatic compression release to help getting things lit. While there was no liquid cooling on the new 350X, it did feature an oil cooler to help keep temperatures under control. On the suspension end of things, the 350X featured components somewhere between the top-end 250R and entry-level 200X. The front forks were 35mm in diameter and featured no external adjustments for compression or rebound dampening. Each fork did feature a Schrader valve on top, and this could be used to add or subtract air pressure to fine-tune the ride. The forks still employed springs, and this air was intended as a supplement to, not a replacement of, the coil springs. The forks themselves were damper rod in design, and less sophisticated than even what you would have found on the XRs of the time. Overall travel was set at 8 inches, and this was more than what was found on the 200X, but significantly less than the nearly 10 inches of travel offered by the ATC 250R in 1985. The 350X's 35mm stanchions were also significantly smaller than the comparatively large 39mm units found on the two-stroke. One interesting thing to note is the fact that the 350X employed a leading axle fork design, while all the other high-performance Honda ATCs used a trailing axle design. Honestly, I don't know why they did that. I assume it has something to do with the steering geometry, uh, but maybe the weight of the motor had some part in this. I'm not sure, but for some reason the 350X was the only one of them that actually went with this design. Outback, the 1985 ATC 350X used a remote reservoir-equipped single Shawa shock to provide 7.6 inches of travel. Once again, this was significantly less than what the uh, 250R provided at 9.8 inches. The shock was fully adjustable and offered four settings for rebound and 17 adjustments for compression. Unlike the 250R, the 350X did not get the benefit of Honda's ProLink linkage system. In addition to the shorter suspension, the 350X featured a smaller diameter tubing throughout the frame. On the ATC 250R, most frame tubing measured 1 and an eighth inch in diameter, while the 350X employed a mild steel tubing of around 3 quarters of an inch. This meant the chassis was strong enough for trail riding but underbuilt for any serious track work. If you are going to try and race motocross on the 350X, having the frame beefed up was an important upgrade. Weight-wise, the stock 350X tipped the scales at a claimed 322 pounds. This was a whopping 40 pounds more than the 200X and about 29 pounds more than the 250R. On the trail, the new ATC 350X was an absolute beast, with instant power available from its four-stroke mill. Honda claimed a total of 26.4 horsepower and 21.7 foot-pounds of peak torque from the 350 engine. This put it about six horsepower less than a stock ATC 250R in 1985, and about five horsepower down from Honda's other 350 in the stable, the XR350R. Low-end response was excellent, and the motor pulled strongly through a meaty mid-range, but top-end power was rather lacking. For its intended use, the stock 350X's low to mid power band was perfect. It provided great response, snappy power, it had more than enough oomph to get the front end over logs and roots and what have you on the trail. It wasn't really going to be great on an outdoor motocross track where you might have to have a little more top end power, but it was more than adequate for the kind of riding the trike was designed for. Handling and steering precision were excellent in the woods, but its tall stock Atsu tires made sliding a challenge. Two-wheeling on flat ground was common, and care had to be taken not to upset the chassis mid-turn because the four-stroke had a very strong compression braking effect. If you rolled off the throttle mid-turn, it was likely to high side. If sliding was your cup of tea, a switch to a lower-profile set of aftermarket tires were probably a good upgrade. Although the front end was very light, the 350X actually was an able climber as long as you used proper body positioning. Wheelies were effortless, but care had to be taken not to ride one too long, as the motor could actually starve for oil if left in the vertical position too long. In 1986, Honda addressed this by upgrading the oil pickup and redesigning the oil pump to prevent this from happening. This was really the only major change from 85 to 86. On the suspension front, the 350 was very soft in stock condition. 
This worked well on the trail, but was quickly overtaxed if you pushed it on the track. The smallish 35mm forks flexed noticeably more than the ones on the 250R, and any large jump was met with a metal-to-metal -metal clank. The shock was likewise very soft, but as long as you kept it in its element, it worked very well. Off jumps, the 350X performed well enough, but care had to be taken not to overtax the stock suspension components. If you flat landed or missed time to double, you were likely to feel it in your wrists and ankles for weeks. Once the speeds rose, the stock shock's quick rebound made maintaining control difficult. Basically, as long as you were sensible about how you rode it, the ATC 350X was a willing participant. If you did spend the money to get the suspension and chassis upgraded though, it made a fairly decent four-stroke racer. Braking was excellent on the 350X. It used a pair of powerful hydraulic disc brakes front and rear. This was something even the motocross models did not have in 1985. When you combine the excellent disc brakes with the motor's very heavy compression braking, you have one of the fastest stopping ATVs available in 1985 and 86. With its stock tires and its snorkel type air intake, the ATC 350X was also a virtual submarine. The bike could be submerged all the way up to the tank without drowning out. And if you got in too deep, if you jumped off, it actually floated. If three-wheeled racing was your thing, there were certainly better two-stroke alternatives available, but if you were into those luscious four-stroke vibes, there was no better choice than the Honda ATC 350X. The premature demise of the three-wheelers in 1987 would of course put an end to the 350X. While the all-new Fortrax 250X would take its place in the lineup, the quad version would never quite gain the cult following the mighty 350 enjoyed. Today, these dinosaurs from days long gone by are prized collector's items, in the span of only five years, the performance three-wheeler was born and then just as quickly laid to rest. Because of that, these machines remain revered by some, reviled by many, and misunderstood by most. Bikes like the ATC 350X will never come again, and because of that, they will always enjoy a special place in the pantheon of high-performance machines. I hope you've enjoyed our look back at the iconic 1985 and 1986 Honda ATC 350X, certainly the first and the last of its breed. The competition never got a chance to really make a competitor for the 350X because by the time this bike was put to rest, everybody was already moving to four-wheelers. So really that uh, that move kind of killed the three-wheelers in general. I, I'm not so sure if they would have been around much longer, even if the government hadn't killed them. Uh, either way, you know, they were fun. You definitely had to ride them with a grain of salt. I rode my brothers quite a bit. They tried to kill me many times. Uh, like I said, those things are they're pretty dicey if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> even if you do, they're pretty dicey. So... Uh, I know they have their devoted uh, followers, and I have huge respect for anybody who can go fast on one of these things. I never could. Like I said, I was always uh, felt pretty much out of control. The thing was riding me instead of the, way, the other way around. If you like this, make sure you check out some of the other uh, videos I've done on the channel. I did a retrospective on Honda's ATC 250R, very similar to this. Uh, basically covers the ATC from 81 through its demise in 86 as well. And I've also done, of course, many other retrospectives on other motorcycles and what have you. So... Uh, if you could share this on uh, social media, I'd very much appreciate it. If you're not subscribed, subscribe, please do. Uh, give it a thumbs up. That definitely helps me uh, get the word out and get other people to discover the channel. And I certainly appreciate the help and all the wonderful, wonderful comments and support I get here on the channel. So uh, until we meet again, this is Tony Blazer. Keep the rubber side down. Peace.